0: We are live.
1: Thank you Jason. Again good morning. I'm Jeff G, and I'd like to call the TJPA Board of Directors meeting of September 8th 2022 to order. This board meeting is being conducted pursuant to provisions of the Brown Act and in compliance with the California State Assembly Bill AB 361 to facilitate teleconferencing to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission at public meetings. Ordinarily, the Brown Act sets strict rules for teleconferencing. AB 361 has suspended those rules. This meeting is being held during a proclaimed state of emergency, and state and local officials have imposed or recommended measures to promote social distancing. As noted on the agenda, members of the public may observe this teleconference meeting via TV, and they may offer public comment by calling the published public comment phone number. I'd like to welcome the members of the public and staff who are watching us live on SFGov TV. And I'd like to thank the SFGov TV staff for their support and their services. Madam Secretary, could you please call the roll?
2: Thank you, uh, Chair G. Uh, prior to calling roll, I'll note that uh, we have uh, Morgan Galley sitting in as Director Lipkins' alternate, and Directors Elswansi and Forbes are absent due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, directors, with that, uh, Director Galley. Present. Uh, Director John Baptiste. Present. He's present. Director Shaw. Present. Shaw, present. Director Tomlin. Present. Tumlin, present. Vice Chair Mandelman is expected. I'm guessing he's just delayed. And Chair G. Present. G, present as well. Uh, directors, you do have a quorum. Go ahead and call your next item.
1: Please. Thank you.
2: All right. Uh, Directors, item three is communications, and we'd like to remind the public that the public comment process is listed on the agenda and streaming on the screen. Also, we're excited to announce uh, that we will resume in-person meetings at City Hall in hearing room 416 next month uh, at our October 13th board meeting. Uh, We look forward to seeing everyone there. I'm not aware of any other communications. Uh, Chair G, shall I call the next item? Yes, thank you. Uh, directors item four is board of directors new and our old business. Seeing, seeing none. Go ahead and call your next item.
3: Yes. Item, five.
2: item five is the executive director's report. We have executive director Van Good
4: morning, directors. Uh, it's an exciting morning this morning with the Uh, return to work post uh, summer vacation with children in school and uh, the city announcing three days in the office, as well as some of our downtown major employers like Apple. Uh, There's a noticeable increase in activity here around the center and on our roadways and transit networks. I was on a standing room only NL AC transit bus this morning, and what took me 20 minutes door to door just a few weeks ago took an hour and 20 minutes this morning, so Uh, There is certainly a a pickup in activity that is welcome. And as uh, Director Tumlin mentioned in the examiner yesterday, uh, downtown will recover. It's a question not uh, if, but of when, and we're already seeing some of that nearby. Um, So lots to catch you up on. It's uh, been two months since our last meeting um, and I'll kind of jump right in. We have three new staff members joining us here at the TJPA. Uh, Carsey Bonner, uh, who you see at our board meetings is our Assistant Board Secretary and Communications Manager. Uh, Calman Huey is our new Accounting Director, uh, really working on our finances, largely behind the scenes. And Robert, or R.E. Walsh, is our new Facilities Director who will provide the Facilities Ops presentation today. Uh, As shared uh, previously, due to personal reasons, our CFO, Franklin Wong, has been on unpaid leave since August 1st and has submitted his resignation effective August, or excuse me, October 31st. The team has developed a plan to continue the business of the agency uninterrupted. And I'm happy to report that efforts to fill the CFO vacancy are already underway. And I hope to bring an appointment for your consideration at your next meeting in October. Speaking of the next meeting, as Ms. Gonzalez mentioned, we're excited to announce that we'll begin in-person meetings uh, October 13th when we resume Uh, meeting in City Hall room 416. So we look forward to seeing you and members of the public uh, there in person. Uh, As I mentioned, we're seeing an increase in activity here, um, both in the park and on the bus deck. And we're anticipating some restaurant openings uh, later this calendar year that you'll hear about shortly. The park has been getting some very positive press over the last week, uh, with a feature aired across the state on NBC's California Live last week, and a very positive review from San Francisco Chronicle architecture critic, John King, who called the park a quote, semi-natural wonder. um, One of the best things about the San Francisco of 2022 and the best is yet to come with new restaurants and the promise of rail arriving in the basement starting to take shape. We are continuing to offer up to 18 free public programs in the park um, per week and that current schedule will continue through October. We are currently accepting applications for new vendors and providers to become qualified to provide those free activities at the park. Uh, So if you or anyone you know is interested, please visit our website at tjpa.org. For more information, we will accept those proposals uh, from qualifying providers until two o'clock on September 26th. So a few more weeks there. We recently received our LEED Gold certification and are putting up the stickers around the Grand Hall. last month. Uh, The U.S. Green Building Council and their Women in Green Committee uh, joined us for an event in the park that recognized our lead gold and women in leadership. Earlier this week, we hosted Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis, First Partner Jennifer siebel Newsom, and Her Majesty Queen Maxima of the Netherlands. They held a press conference signing an MOU to battle climate change at our center. Uh, It was timely given the extreme heat we've been experiencing the last few days, and they held a press conference Uh, on the rooftop terrace of the new restaurant in the park. We also hosted the Netherlands delegation for a tour of the center, uh, and they were largely impressed by the scale and beauty of the building. As you know, we will have a fine dining restaurant um, there in the amphitheater on the west end of the park, and our approved tenant, the show group, is preparing to mobilize construction activities as soon as the end of the month. As there's been some confusion in the press, I did want to... Uh, make clear that the show rooftop restaurant is a public restaurant that will be open to everyone and a membership is not required to visit the establishment, including the second floor mezzanine. We're continuing to deliver, uh, we're committed to delivering San Francisco's newest and most exciting rooftop fine dining experience, as well as ensuring that the show restaurant remains fully publicly accessible. Uh, And you'll hear a little bit more about that from RE and the facilities report later in the meeting. Last month, we joined the USDOT in the country of Singapore virtually when they hosted their five-day training program with 10 Southeast Asian countries through the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, ASEAN partners, as a case study on the innovative financing strategies we used to construct the center. We also shared the center's sustainability features, which rivaled some of the site locations that the participants went to in Singapore particularly when it came to sustainable design, innovative financing and leveraging green space. Uh, Regarding the DTX, I wanted to congratulate um, board member Galley today and the entire California High Speed Rail Association board on the approval of the phase one San Francisco to San Jose final EIS EIR. This approval means that the entire Northern California alignment has now been fully environmentally cleared, which is an important milestone for the authority and for us at the board. Our team continues to advance the DTX um, project and complete technical tasks in preparation for the next big milestone coming in February, 2023. And you'll hear more about our progress and upcoming milestones from our ESC Chair Bouchard and project manager Alfonso Rodriguez in the look ahead later in the agenda. On the federal level, we continue to proactively pursue local match funding to ensure we have the critical funding commitment of one and a half billion dollars by August, 2023 when we submit our request for a full funding grant agreement. As you may recall, recall, we applied for a Consolidated Rail Infrastructure and Safety Improvement or CRSY grant with the FRA, the Federal Railroad Administration in November of last year, Uh, but we're not a chosen award recipient. Uh, We are currently preparing our application for the next round as the notice of funding opportunity was just released last week. We're still awaiting the results of our mega grant application we submitted in May to the Federal Transit Administration and expect award announcements around the end of the calendar year. At the state level, the state budget was passed, which included a transportation trailer bill that increased funding for transportation. This includes more funding opportunity for us through the Transit and Intercity Rail Capital Program or TERSIP through multiple POTS and transportation infrastructure funding over the next two fiscal years, which will be administered by the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. Our legislative legislative affairs director, Lily Wu, and I met with several of our state representatives, as well as agency staff in Sacramento last month, as we seek to position DTX for these upcoming funding opportunities. At the regional and local funding level, um, we're continuing to participate in the Metropolitan Transportation Commission's process for the Major Project Advancement Policy, or MAP, that will replace 2001's Resolution 3434, which has listed DTX as a priority since that time. Uh, This new MAP process will guide MTC's funding endorsement of Bay Area transportation projects for the coming years. The NTC last met on this item in July at the program and allocations committee, where we asked them to move DTX up from level two to level one priority. And there were over 40 public commenters with the majority requesting DTX uh, make that move. The commission will consider adoption of this final framework in October, where we hope to elevate DTX to level one to allow us to pursue all necessary funding for DTX alongside the other level one projects, such as BART core capacity, Caltrain electrification and Bart to Silicon Valley. Lastly, September is transit month. And I had the pleasure of joining supervisor Dorsey and the San Francisco transit riders for a 14R ride to city hall for the kickoff event yesterday, uh, where I was joined by uh, director Tumlin and and many of our uh, participants. It was a great reminder for us all to take transit, uh, to get to our destination and to celebrate the mobility that we have here in San Francisco. So, Directors, this concludes my report. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have uh, before RE presents the facility operations update and Rodney Harris provides a security quarterly update.
1: Adam, <clears throat> Thank you very much. Directors, any questions? And Nayla, <clears throat> we'll take public comment at the end of all the reports, if there are any. So Adam, I think given our item later, we'll have to remove DTX from your future director's reports and replace it with a new name, <laughs> assuming Board we move the forward family. later. <laughs> right. Very good. Let's go on. Ari, welcome to the family.
2: And actually, I believe up first is the security. Our um,
1: security. Rodney first. Okay.
5: Good morning, Chair G and directors. Next slide. We're tracking um, KPIs for contract security um, personnel turnover resulting in about 94%. Uh, there was some attrition uh, due to increased hourly pay at other properties uh, within the uh, vicinity of the transit center. Post staffing uh, resulted in about 91%. Post and site competency testing resulted in a score about 88%. Next slide. Southern Station's crime data uh, is uh, analyzed regularly uh, to understand what crimes are being committed within um, the district and how it may impact the transit center. Additionally, uh, the crime data and our stats, which we will cover uh, in the upcoming uh, slides, inform our decision-making regarding our security posture. Uh, What stands out here uh, during this period, uh, rape is up about 56%. Uh, Robbery was up about 55%, and larceny theft was up about 64%. Next slide. Let's talk about part one crimes. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, there was a rape that occurred in the women's restroom at Bay 15. However, uh, this was an isolated incident. Uh, We mobilized quickly and worked with SFPD by providing available video footage and other information to aid in their investigation. Additionally, we collaborate with AC Transit uh, on adjusting opening times of the restroom to align with our risk mitigation strategy and their early morning inbound bus operations. We had one robbery that was uh, involving a phone snatching incident. Uh, two juvenile were arrested. Uh, We had four larceny thefts, two cell phones was uh, uh, taken in the Greyhound uh, lobby area, one male subject uh, entered the Verizon store and stole a pair of headphones and some miscellaneous items. Also, there was a theft of a mislaid property uh, involving uh, a victim up in the uh, women's bathroom in the park, uh, a backpack was left, a subject went in there and retrieved the backpack. However, uh, through close coordination uh, with SLPD and our security operations center, we was able to track the individual uh, still in the park and recover that, law, that mislaid property. Next slide. Uh, quality of life crimes, correction, quality of life issues, my apologies. Suspicious persons in vacancy continues to draw upon our security resources on a daily basis. We know throughout the United States, the, uh, the limited capacity of shelters and other social services has forced individuals experiencing homelessness to find shelters in various public spaces, including transit vehicles, bus stops, and transit stations. Next slide. Reports and arrests. Uh, we had 23 reports taken, uh, four arrests, one for robbery, one for threats one for a battery, and then it was a warrant on an individual. Next slide. Our part one crimes are unchanged from the last reporting period. Part two crimes went went down about 50%. Quality of life issues are up about 25%, and report in the red stars up about 4%. Next slide. This concludes my presentation.
1: Rodney, thank you very much for your presentation. Directors, questions? I'm trying to watch for hands. If I miss, please just jump in. Rodney, again, I don't see any hands raised, but thank you very much. I was impressed with the low turnover given the labor market and the competitiveness for labor. So uh, I know that's not easy to do right now, but good job for you and your team and um, you know, as people come back to downtown, I think it'll be even busier. So, congratulations to you and everyone for keeping a great place a great place. So, thank you.
6: Thank
1: you. now we have Re next.
2: We do.
1: Okay, Re, welcome to the family, or actually, a different branch of the city
7: family. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Charity. And directors. It's a pleasure to be here Uh, and forgive my background. I'm at the the airport uh, right now. Um, As mentioned, I'm the new facility director for the TJPA and I'm honored to be here today presenting the facility operations update for September 2022. Uh, Next slide, please. Uh, To begin, I'd like to highlight our park programming and some of our most popular programs like yoga, Mucho Mamba Salsa Night, and Bollywood Nights, just to name a few. Next slide, please. As you can see from the graph on this slide, park attendance has been steadily increasing over the last year. And we even had over 400 people visit the park on August 19th. And it's really great to see all the folks in the park enjoying all of our amenities. Next slide, please. As you can see from um, this slide, you'll notice that I don't have the latest uh, ridership numbers for the Salesforce Transit Center as I'm still working to compile the data from all of our operators. Uh, I do want to be clear that uh, the operator staff have been uh, pretty quick to respond, actually. I just simply didn't have enough time to compile everything and put it into a chart. Uh, that said, uh, ridership has uh, risen significantly over the last few weeks, especially with the return to school, and uh, is expected to grow more as people return to work in September and throughout the year. Um, additionally, I wanted to share these charts that you're seeing here, which shows San Francisco outpacing others like San Jose in return to work when observing key card swipes. Uh, also, BART ridership is up while bridge crossings are slightly down, which seems to be positive for us in the Salesforce Transit Center. Next slide, please. Um, also just uh, one, one thing to provide an update on, because I, uh, I find this to be a very um, big deal when it comes to convenience. We're adding two new clipper card machines, also called TVMs uh, onto the bus deck. And as you can see here, right as you uh, enter the buzz deck from the escalators, you would have one right in front of you as you walk to the Southwest. Uh, And there will also be one uh, as you walk to the Northeast. Um, Next slide, please. Uh, And for our retail leasing update, um, we've got uh, two restaurants opening in Q3. And we're excited to announce Tycoon Kitchen and Charlie's Silly Cheese Steaks um, are expected to open actually in the next couple months. Um, I do want to be respectful of the restaurant operators uh, since uh, construction being done uh, does not necessarily mean you can open the next day. They've got folks to train, things to order, um, and, and things like that. But we are hopeful that uh, they will be opening up in the next 30 to 60 days. In Q4, we expect both Bear Bottle and uh, Per Diem to open as construction activities are going very well. Next slide, please. Here you can see on the left, uh, Tycoon Kitchen is almost finished. And on the right, we have Charlie's, which is looking great. Uh, Their signage really pops and it's going to be a great spot. Next slide, please. In this slide, uh, we have per diem on the left, which is moving along well, and bear bottle uh, in the park on the right, which is preparing to move containers to the rooftop in the next 30 to 60 days, uh, where you currently see this uh, circular structure. Next slide, please. Uh, As uh, Director Vandewater had mentioned, we've got, uh, we had the show restaurant groundbreaking last month. And we're hopeful that construction will start this year, with construction being completed in approximately 12 months. We're just running through some uh, final logistics, plan check, things like that. Next slide, please. To close out on a positive note, we've uh, wanted to share that the recently opened uh, Kaiser um, Care Essentials, uh, location in the Salesforce Transit Center, uh, was promoted in the CCSF Health Services System email, which goes out to over 50,000 people. And I'm not sure if anybody here has seen um, this facility, but, but it is great. And we're, we're very excited to have this here in the Transit Center. Next slide, please. And that concludes my presentation. I'm now available for any questions you might have.
1: Ari, thank you very much for your report. Directors, questions? Director Shaw.
8: Yeah, I don't necessarily have a question. I just want to say thank you for the work on getting the TVMs up there. It's really appreciated. It's going to be well used. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Director Shaw, thank you for all the work on increasing ridership coming across the Bay Bridge on the buses. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> other questions from directors? Seeing none. Um, are there any other hands raised? Any public comment, Neela? on the executive directors' reports?
2: I'm not seeing any members of the public wishing to comment. Uh, moderator, you concur? Good I think he does. Um, I don't okay. see any members of the public. All right.
6: All right. Thank you. All
2: right. uh,
1: Thank you, everyone. Let's continue.
2: All right. And I um, I think Adam noted the quarterly financial reports are in your packet, So you would have let us know if you had questions. Uh, we have staff on. With that, we'll move to your next item. Item six is um, the CAC update. And uh, directors, we have CAC chair Brian Larkin this to give you an update
9: brian all right good morning directors and staff i'm brian larkin chair of the tjpa cac and today i am reporting on the cac meeting of this past tuesday september 6th our agenda included the staff report the approval of the cac meeting minutes of july 5th a facility operations update downtown rail extension governance plan update and the downtown rail extension um, branding study. Um, Lily Madras Wu provided the staff support on their activity since our last, since our July meeting and included updates on funding for the DTX project, some of which you just heard. Lead LEED Gold certification for the transit center and an update on the HS high-speed rail to San, San Francisco to San Jose segment EAR approval. Um, during the committee comment period, Howard Wong asked why the MTC only qualified DTX for level two in its map evaluation, while BART to San Jose rated level one. Lilly said that this is because the BART project had identified 50% of the funding it required, while DTS was closer to 40%. During public comment, the ever-present Roland Lebrun, and I'm surprised we haven't already heard from him, I hope he's okay, Roland said that part of the problem was that the DTX program cost estimate was too high, making the percentage of available funds appear too low. Next, Robert Walsh, RE, uh, which I was pleased to hear didn't stand for resident engineer, introduced himself as a new facilities director, as he did to you just a few minutes ago. He gave the facility update. Committee members had questions about reports that the second floor of the planned Japanese restaurant show would be a private club. Lily Madras, Madras Wu and Adam Vanderwater explained that both floors of this restaurant would be open to the public, but that the restaurant is being financed by non-fungible tokens, parenthetically NFT. And that is the limit of my understanding of their response. NFTs have been and remain a mystery to me. Josh Rosen, the newest member of the CAC, asked whether the restrooms on all levels were accessible to the mobility impaired. RE said he believed that they were, but would check. Um, Howard Wong commented that, oh, pardon me, Rodney Harris provided the quarterly update on security. Again, which you have just heard, most of that showed that the number, number of reported incidents was steady, slightly increased, though there was a report of the rape at the women's restroom last month. Uh, Howard Wong commented that with the increasing ridership and use of the transit center, crime was likely to increase. Next, Jesse Kohler, Rail Programs Manager for the San Francisco Transportation Agency, assisted by Alfonso Rodriguez, gave the DTX Governance Plan update. The last detailed Governance Plan report was given to us as recently as June. It had the same level of detail as this Tuesday's report. CAC member Jerry Cawthon observed that there was little difference between today's and June's report June's report, and that the CAC would be better served by highlighting the changes since the previous report. Regarding the level of detail, the report included descriptions of items that were implicit in the functions that describe them, at least for professionals in project manage, in management and contract administration. During public comment, Roland LeBron also stated that their report had at least 30 minutes worth of information and only half that time to present. So we would have asked that they bear that in mind during the next update, just report by exception rather than going over the whole process again, especially given the limited time available. Finally, Lily Magiswu presented on the DTA rebranding study. Howard Wong liked the simple proposed logo, while Jerry Cawthorne thought that the word downtown should be replaced with something more indicative of the regional nature of the project. Roland LeBron read read to us from the dictionary to illustrate the misleading use of the word portal, which I don't think I got, but you can make of it what you will. Anyhow, that's my report for this one.
1: Brian, thank you. Thank you and the CAC members for advocacy, keeping informed and helping us make sure this project and the Salesforce Center keeps in good shape. Uh, Very exciting to see all the activities coming for the neighborhood. So again, thank you and the CAC. Directors, any questions on the CAC report for Brian? No one wants to quiz them on NFTs. <laughs> I, I've stated my
9: opinion on that, the <laughs> <from laughs> level of my understanding.
1: Very good, Brian. Thank you very much. Not seeing any hands you. raised. You, you're welcome. To any public to comment?
2: <laughs> it does appear that we have a member of the public wishing to comment. Uh, I'm not sure if it is for item six or if they're uh, preempting for seven. So I guess we'll let them in and
1: find out. Thank you.
10: Hey everybody, this is uh, uh, in regards to the recommended rebranding, uh, the portal um, idea. Uh, my name is Alex Weber, I'm the editor-in-chief of Organized Labor, the San Francisco Building and Construction Trades Council's uh, monthly newspaper, So I just identify myself, so I, I'm connected to them. Uh, so I've been part of the process of, of reviewing and um, sort of seeing what's going on with the idea here. and. Uh, I think we think it's a very simple and appealing way to engage with and inform the public and orient them toward this really revolutionary uh intermodal rail transit uh opportunity that's being created here and to kind of pull them in to bring them in it's uh you know it's kind of a it's difficult to have a name like trans bay joint powers authority and engage with the public uh uh, on that level obviously it's uh um it's a bit bureaucratic right sounding. So the portal is a simple way to sort of, um, to just show people that there's something going on here. Um, cool design and uh, and it's really, it's a simple tagline we like to uh, unlocking Bay Area and state rail connection, it's exactly what's going on. So uh, just calling to vo- voice support on that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So thank you guys very much for taking my call.
11: Okay.
2: Thank you. Uh, Note, for the record, um, that would be for uh, item 10. So we will record that uh, item and we appreciate the support. Um, so it looks like we're complete with item 6 and uh, there are no uh, members of the public wishing to comment. On. Shall I call item 7? Please. All right. And uh, item 7 is uh, public comment, uh, an opportunity for members of the public to address the authority on matters that are within the authority's jurisdiction but not on today's calendar. And... Um, We have a member of the public that has just raised their hand, uh, assuming it will be for this item, so we'll go ahead and let them in.
12: Hi,
13: good morning, this is Roland, just to ensure everybody that yes, I'm still alive and well. Um, There's a couple of things I'd like to touch on, Um, I won't talk about the portal until later. The one thing I want to bring to your attention is an unfortunate uh, incident that happened in uh, San Jose. It was on uh, August 26th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there was a presentation to the uh, uh, Diridan uh, Joint Powers Advisory Board, and they were looking at um, potential governance structures for Diridan. And the first presentation, as an example, was actually the J- the JPAB, the trans JPAB. And anyway, there were two issues. The first issue was that the consultant who prepared the presentation was essentially presenting a prior incarnation of the uh, JPAB that definitely um, preceded the appointment of uh, Mr. der Waller. The other issue which is more concerning is that there was on the JPAB, there is a member of the high-speed rail authority board. I think his name is Joe or something like that, who, who made some strong disparaging comments about the JPAB and what happened to phase one of the project. And my concern there is, is that there is a, apparently this gentleman has got no knowledge of all the work that has been going on for at least what, I, I think since 2020, um, about how to address the governance issues that were essentially the cause of what happened with phase one.
14: And second warning.
13: And, and moving forward, um, I would recommend that we consider um, appointing somebody else, the High-Speed Area Authority Board, and I want the volunteer Chair G. Thank you.
2: That concludes members of the public that wanted to address you under that item. Should we go ahead and call the next item?
1: Please, thank you.
2: All right, Uh, directors, your next item is the uh, consent calendar where all matters uh, listed are considered to be routine and acted upon by a single vote. There will be no separate discussion of the items uh, unless a member of the board or the public requested to have a matter um, considered separately. Um, At this time, I do not see a request to have any... Items considered separately uh, either by the board uh, or the public. Sorry. Oh. Uh, sorry, I just said move approval of so. Shaw. Oh, thank you very much, Director Shaw. So, items uh, 8.1, 8.2, and 8.3, we have a uh, motion by Director Shaw. Second, Tumlin. Second, Tumlin. With that, uh, Director Galley. Aye. Gally, I. Director John Baptiste. Aye. John Baptiste, I. Director Shaw. Aye. Shaw, I. Director Tomlin.
0: Aye.
2: Tomlin, I. Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman, I. And Chair G. Yes. G, I as well. That's six eyes, and the consent calendar is approved. And. um... With that, we can go ahead and move into item nine. All right, great. Uh, directors, item nine is the Synthesis of Rail Program Executive Steering Committee update. And Michelle Bouchard, uh, Caltrain Executive Director and ESC Chair, will provide the update, followed by Fonzo Rodriguez with an update on the status of the work plan schedule.
12: Great. Good morning, Chair G and members of the Board. Uh, At the July and August meetings of the ESC, we discussed three important matters, two of which uh, are going to be presented to you for approval later in this meeting. First, at its meeting in July, the ESC discussed the Peninsula Rail Program MOU Task 7 develop a rebranding strategy. And uh, the rebranding of the DTX to the portal represents an important step forward to communicate the project's importance to the Bay Area and to the state of California. The ESC provided feedback on a number of proposed taglines. This is before you as item 10 today. And then second, in August, the ESC received a presentation on MOU task 18, governance and oversight. The purpose of this task, co-led by SFCTA and MTC, is to explore and make recommendations for the board's approval on the best institutional arrangement and governance for the delivery of DTX. In past presentations, this board and the ESC have had an opportunity to discuss the framework and goals for the study. At our August meeting, the ESC received the IPMT's recommendation. We discussed the details of the proposed arrangement and we provided additional feedback. Today, staff is going to present the recommendations of the work incorporating the ESC feedback. Uh, And just wanted to let you know the ESC supports the staff report and recommends your approval. Uh, And then third and finally, the ESC held its third election of chair and vice chair. I was honored to be elected to a second term as chair at the ESC. And I offer my thanks and congratulations to Tilly Chang, who was reelected to serve as vice chair. I think I can speak for both of us when I say that we're incredibly excited to continue our efforts to support and uh, propel the progress of DTX so that improved transportation services are provided to the people of the Bay Area and the entire state of California. Um, This includes my brief remarks. So I really appreciate the opportunity to present them today.
1: Thank you, Michelle, for your update. And congratulations on your second term as chair of ESC. Thank you directors any questions uh, no? oh yes director john baptiste i'm thanks sorry so
11: much uh, not a not a question just wanted to express my appreciation to you michelle and also to tilly for your ongoing leadership on this effort i know it's a lot of work and complicated and we really appreciate it so thank you thanks very much it's a pleasure to do so
1: Thank you, Director John-Baptiste. I think complicated is an understatement (laughs) (laughs) with what's in front. Um, But it is very, very critical and important work for our region, absolutely. Other questions from directors or comments? Not seeing any. Um, Okay, any public comment? No
2: members of the public indicating they want to address you on this item.
1: I guess we can start to jump into, we've already had enough clues about the upcoming items that are coming, so we'll jump into them.
2: We have one more piece for this item. Uh, Alfonso okay. has an update on the work plan uh, schedule. Jason can bring Very that good.
0: up. Hey, Jason, let's go to the second slide. Chair um, the members of the board, I just thought it would be helpful to provide an update on those activities that will be appearing before the board in the coming months. Um, in the, today's meeting, as you heard, we will be presenting two of the listed tasks, the rebranding plan and the government study recommendations for the board's consideration. Um, in November, we'll bring forward as an informational item, the 20 year financial plan, which will include capital and operating plans. The 20 year financial plan identifies our approach to fund the project and operate transit service on the system over a 20 year period. The following month we will bring our implementation approach to the project delivery uh, study that you heard earlier this year based on the contract packaging and delivery methods approved by the board in July. The implementation plan will address our schedule for procurement of the various delivery contracts and requirements for successful implementation. In January, we will present our environmental documentation following NEPA and CEQA guidelines, addressing the configuration changes that were presented and approved uh, and were presented to the board last year, stemming from the phasing study and other design development changes as we progress the design to 30%. In a separate item, we'll, we will brief the board on our readiness to request entry to the next phase of the Federal Transit Administration capital investment grants new starts program or the known as the engineering phase this briefing will also describe the activities occurring in that phase of the project development and assessment this all leads up to our formal request of the board in February to approve TJPA's letter request to FTA to enter that next phase of the grant program so these are the activities that will be appearing before the board in the coming months I'm available to answer any questions you might have.
1: Alfonso, thank you for that. And, and and this is very helpful, I think, for the board and the public to see it. So perhaps maybe there's a rolling six-month, if not a little longer, look ahead uh, every month because it's getting to the exciting part where we're going to be inter- engineering, application. There's going to be a date out there about shovels in the ground. So Looking ahead, 6 to 12 months, I think would be great. And to update at every meeting would be would be great. So thank you. Directors, any other thoughts or questions of Alfonso? I'm not seeing any phys- physical hands raised. Anybody want to wave any arms or anything to jump in? Not seeing any any
13: public comment. We have a member of the public. Uh, Jason,
2: if you can let them in.
13: Thank you. Um, again, directors. um, very briefly, I want to give you a heads up about the potential security. Um, if you look at the uh, supplemental, um, EIR, the seventh street alignment was basically discarded, um, because the only way to get to the terminal via that alignment is via twin ball tunnels. And at the time of the supplemental EIR, um, it was contemplated that the approach to the uh, transit center would be via three tracks, which is obviously it's, it's impossible uh, via train bore tunnel. Now, subsequently, that three-track approach was abandoned, but the seventh street alignment was never brought back to the table. The other thing. Uh, And that's an issue as far as I'm concerned, as far as SQL is concerned. The other thing I want you to consider is the location of the um, uh, uh, the 4th and Townsend station. And the reason why that station is there is because of the way the DTX was, was designed with essentially the alignment starting at Townsend. We now are all talking about the PAX. And the PAX, Completely changes the picture. It eliminates the need to have that station on Townsend. It makes it possible to re- relocate it to 7th Street, uh, including their connection with newly So I thought I'd bring that out there as a potential uh, secret issue moving forward. Thank you. All right.
2: That concludes members of the public that wanted to address you under that item. Thank you, Yes,
1: let's, let's continue. Yes. All
2: right. Director's item 10 is approving the downtown rail extension rebranding plan, consisting of a new name, marks, and tagline as supported by the Executive Steering Committee under the terms of the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Memorandum of Understanding. And Lily Majiswoo, our communications and legislative affairs director, will present
15: Good morning, Directors. On today's agenda for this presentation, as mentioned, I'll Discuss the impetus for the rebranding effort, the research we conducted in spring 2021, and the ensuing rebranding process that we executed in spring 2022, um, that uh, to which we arrived with a recommended new name and its um, elements. Today, um, before I start, I wanted to note that a typo was corrected and posted in the memo to update the date when the ESA met in July, which was July 22nd um, instead of July 19th. Go ahead to the next slide, please. As mentioned, and as you are all familiar, in the ESC MOU work plan approved in 2020, task seven identified the need to rebrand the DTX name to develop a rebranding strategy to reposition the DTX program with updated graphics and messaging based on economic benefits for the region, state, and nation. Um, the implementation of the plan is extended to result in durable and long term support of key stakeholders and the broader public. What this means is that we reposition the DTX project to strategically engage, engage diverse and new audiences. Raise awareness and public support for the project, reframing its benefits of having local, regional, and national impact. Highlighting DTX as a critical component of the larger integrated transportation plan for the entire region and mega region. And then lastly, rebrand the project name to resonate its regional and national significance. In collaboration with our ESC partner agencies, as listed here, along with external feedback, we developed a new name and marks and tagline known as the elements to rebrand the DTX project. So next slide, please. Before we start, I wanted to just give an overview of our process to get um, it consisting of two phases that started in spring 2021 and continued this spring with our communications consultant, DNA Communications and their sub-consultant Inca Design. I note that um, Daryland Davis of DNA Communications is attending the meeting this morning um, AND HERE'S AN OVERVIEW OF THE PROCESS. WE USE RESULTS FROM OUR PHASE ONE DISCOVERY um, RESEARCH TO INFORM DESIGN, AND IN PHASE TWO, we, uh, THAT CONSISTED OF A DESIGN SPRINT WORKSHOP AND REFINEMENT, WHICH WE had THREE MAIN CATEGORIES OF LOOKING INTO POTENTIAL NAMES. That was um, Gateway and Future Forward, um, accelerator of transportation focusing on rail, and thirdly, a combination of Bay Area geographic location and benefits accelerating transportation and um, economy. And um, we use an iterative engagement process to obtain internal and also external feedback and support for this new name and its elements. The design team presented the names um, to our communication professionals as part of the ESC as mentioned, the MOU partners as mentioned. Um, And then we presented the proposed name and marks Um, uh, two focus groups uh, consisting of um, participants from different uh, diverse backgrounds. Um, Additional feedback was also received from state and federal delegations. We presented the recommended name, marks, and um, elements to the integrated program management team um, and the ESE in July as required by the MLU with the ESE supporting our recommendation. Next slide, please. Now I just want to highlight what um, we found in phase one a discovery process. You may recall as I presented in August 2021, but um, uh, I just want to uh, refresh your memory for that. So let's go ahead to the next slide. For those those of us who have been advocating for DTX, um, we understand the significance of its current name and all the benefits that come with it. However, we found in spring 2021, as mentioned previously, is that there is low awareness and familiarity with the project. And we um, basically, um, got these results um, through a quantitative and qualitative research that informed um, what we found, and that consisted of an online survey that was distributed to 400 voters along the major transit corridors of the Bay Area, namely where um, the Caltrain um, system is found, uh, Santa Clara, San Mateo, San Francisco, also Alameda and Contra Costa, the East Bay, as it connects to the center. Um, AND WE DID THREE ONE-HOUR LISTENING SESSIONS WITH KEY INTEREST GROUPS AND ORGANIZATIONS RELATED TO THE PROJECT. AS MENTIONED, OUR FINDINGS FROM BOTH EFFORTS CONFIRMED THERE WAS LOW AWARENESS AND FAMILIARITY WITH THE PROJECT. BOTH um, CONFIRMED THAT THE PROJECT'S CURRENT NAMES, DOWNTOWN RAIL EXTENSION OR DTX, DID NOT RESONATE STRONGLY WITH THE PUBLIC. SOME COMMENTED IT RELEGATED THE PROJECT TO JUST SAN FRANCISCO AND DIDN'T RESONATE TO um, THE REGIONALITY OF THE PROJECT. THE THREE LISTENING SESSIONS ALSO CONFIRMED um, THAT A NEW NAME WOULD ACTUALLY PROVIDE um, CURRENT uh, STAKEHOLDERS um, AN OPPORTUNITY TO GAIN MORE um, EXCITEMENT ABOUT THE PROJECT AND BE ABLE TO SPEAK TO THE BENEFITS OF IT. SO, NEXT SLIDE. WITH THIS IN MIND, WE WANTED, WE STARTED THE REBRANDING PROCESS FOR DTX THIS PAST SPRING. NEXT SLIDE, PLEASE. As we went through this rebranding process, we had the following objectives in developing the new name. One, we wanted to generate excitement and support from the public who are unfamiliar with the project. We wanted to convey the project's magnitude for the region and the state. Also, we wanted to pique people's interest about the future of transportation for the region and the state, thereby creating press coverage and social media buzz about the project Ultimately, hopefully, uh, securing funding to bring the project to fruition and noting that um, this name is only used for the duration of the project. Because officially, the environmentally clear project name is Downtown Rail Extension in DTX, it would still continue to be used in formal documents along with grant applications. Next slide, please. However, um, the new name and mark will be used to reach new audiences and help them understand the project's benefits. Now, as we um, embarked on this rebranding, we also um, took into account the benefit case study that's being um, conducted right now by the San Francisco uh, County Transportation Authority. And um, in looking at the four elements here as noted of what the DTX project will bring um, in terms of its core benefits mobility. This project will make traveling throughout the Bay Area and California faster, more reliable, and more connected. Um, In terms of economy, the project will support economic competitiveness and improve access to jobs along with housing. Um, Community, this project will support climate and equity goals for the Bay Area and California. And then again, it's future forward um, as it is a project. It as a foundational step in the next generation of rail expansion for the Bay Area, Northern California and the state. Next slide. I'm gonna get to the new name, but I wanted to also mention the factors for name and mark success. Um, In developing it, we wanted to ensure that it met these um, criteria. Audience focus, can it be understood by our audience while not being a technical representation of the actual project in this case? Think of the Nike swoosh, on the right-hand side, it's a shoe, but it's a swoosh, <laughs> so the connection between that, is it relevant? Is it credible? Is it distinct? And is it simple? And then lastly, will it be adaptable? And taking these into considerations, we came up with the recommended name and its elements. Go ahead to the next slide. Um, Before I show the new name, you've probably already seen it anyways, I'd like to take you on a traveler's journey. Are you ready to be transported? As you can see here, a traveler from their neighborhood in San Francisco, they arrived to the Salesforce Transit Center. Passing through here is like being transported through a magical gateway with a future forward twist, seamlessly arriving in Santa Clara for a concert or a football game. Next slide. WE TOOK THE um, BUILDING'S DESIGN INTO ACCOUNT WHEN WE WERE um, DEVELOPING THE MARK um, THAT ALSO CONVEYS RAIL. LET'S GO TAKE A LOOK AT THE NEW MARK AND NAME. WE RECOMMEND THE NEW NAME AS THE PORTAL WITH ITS CORRESPONDING MARK SHOWN HERE. THE PORTAL IS A UNIQUE WAY TO to DEMONSTRATE HOW THE PROJECT IS A GATEWAY, SIMILAR TO THE PROJECT IN THE NORTHEAST AND THE EAST COAST, to unlocking our region's mobility, economy, and community to transport us into the future. The portal will expand the current transit connections of the transit center from nine to 11 by extending Caltrain service from 4th and King or 4th and Townsend, and bringing California statewide rail service into downtown San Francisco. The new name speaks to project opportunity provided to port over to the north and east bays, along with the peninsula and South Bay and ultimately throughout the state. WE HAVE TWO VARIATIONS OF THE Porter MARK AS YOU SEE HERE, AND WE ARE RECOMMENDING BOTH um, DEPENDING ON ITS USES. EVERYONE SEES a, a LITTLE SOMETHING A LITTLE BIT DIFFERENT WHEN THEY LOOK AT THIS MARK. THE CIRCLE MARKS DEPICT RAIL, um, THE ONE ON TOP, WITH SOME SEEING A TRAIN ARRIVING TO TAKE THEM TO THEIR NEXT DESTINATION AND SOME SEEING A TRAIN DEPARTING THROUGH A TUNNEL. The circle mark actually provides continuity with the TJPA agency logo, as you can see on the bottom right-hand side, TJPA with the circle, the orange circle, um, which was created to actually show the center, the Salesforce Transit Center, as a place maker for transit and community, which it has become. And the marks can be used in dark gray, um, again, continuity with the TJPA brand um, of gray and orange. And um, yes, go ahead to the next slide. Here are lockups of what it could look like. We're still refining, but wanted to show you what um, the TJPA logo along with the portal marks um, looks like. And to recap, go ahead to the next one. Why the portal works. The rebranded um, recommended rebranding is a unique way to demonstrate how this important transportation project is a gateway to unlocking and accelerating our region's mobility, economy, and community to transport us into the future. The mark plays off the tunnel shape while also conveying rail. It looks modern and future forward and adapts well to collateral and signage. Um, the mark, uh, the name and mark, actually stands out in the sea of transit agency logos and names currently found in the Bay Area, and the sci-fi connection helps convey that this project is future forward. Um, the portal conjures up the idea of a rider porting from the center to their next destination in the Bay Area or throughout the state. Next slide. Now I wanted to um, mention the focus group findings and what we heard externally. Um, most participants recognized the rail connection. They also re- um, recognized the sci-fi. Um, and as they learned more about the project, similar to what we found in spring 2021, they were really interested in learning more about it. But also with that, they wanted a tagline to um, be introduced with the uh, new name and mark. So go ahead to the next slide. From a list of numerous taglines, we narrowed it to the one shown here. The tagline, Unlocking Bay Area and State Rail Connection speaks to the importance of creating an integrated transportation system that transcends downtown San Francisco and connects the region and many parts of many largest cities in California. This tagline would accompany the new marks so that it grounds the important role and benefits of the project as a whole. Through the portal, our project is key um, in unlocking Bay Area and state rail connections. And that was something that we heard from our IPMT, the Integrated Project Management Team, um, in terms of the portal being open, but locking it in with um, the tagline. And depending on use um, in terms of collateral, um, we may just use the mark um, to ensure read- readability. So, next slide. I'll be ending soon. This is an example of the portal um, in partner lockups with our future transit operators. High-speed rail on the left-hand side, Caltrain on the right, and you see it with the tagline at the bottom on the right hand. Next slide. The portal in action, we wanted to show you how it could look on potential merchandise um, as we go out into the community to talk more about the project and the duration of this project in the next gate as we proceed to construct it. Um, so this is the uh, the bags. Um, you'll see the bag on the right hand. Um, it shows the actual mark with, with the circle with Braille, and we wanted to play on the P in the TJPA logo. Next slide, please. And this is my last slide. In conclusion, we recommend the board approve this new name along with its elements. Um, upon approval, we would take the following steps. We would update our DTX project fact sheet and develop um, frequently asked questions to reflect the portal using new key messaging plan. We would develop a community presentation um, using these elements. And then, of course, uh, coordinating with our ESC MOU partners um, and on the outreach using the, um, using the materials and timing the outreach um, to leverage existing partner channels. Um, ultimately, we would have a uh, integrated mini awareness campaign, which we will time with key project milestones, and as we complete the benefit study um, results as well. Next slide. This concludes my presentation. As mentioned, Darlene Davis of DNA Associates from our design team is here in attendance this morning, and we can take any questions you may have. Thank you.
1: Lily, thank you very much for the presentation. Daryland, thank you for joining us today and all your support in this effort and all the different partners because this is this was not something done by just everybody in the conference room. There was a lot of involvement, a lot of community involvement, a lot of, just a lot of effort. So thank you for bringing us to this point. And it looks like Director Shaw is going to start us off. Director Shaw. Yeah, thank you. Um,
8: and I, I echo those words because it is a lot of work um i'm really happy with um it's really important to the region and i'm happy with some of the outreach that was done you know there in phase one where you were trying to figure out uh how this project was seen by the community so um but i do have a couple of questions and and so you talked about phase one where you did go on to the east bay and you included everybody all the voters in the area and you got some feedback and i think that was really great in phase two, when you went through to do um, the, actually have the workshops, did you also include those people that were not necessarily familiar with the project to see what they thought of the rebranding? Because um, it seemed like, and, and and maybe just the way I read it, um, it said the design was only presented to the partner agencies. So I just wondered if we were able to get feedback from other people and not just the partner agencies. That's my first question. I'll let you
15: answer that before I go on. Thank okay. you. Sure. Um, during the focus groups, which included beyond our partner agencies, um, they were provided the proposed name and marks, and um, we got their feedback. People who are unfamiliar, we actually sent it to over 100 people um, to participate in the focus group. And as you know, sometimes not people, <laughs> people don't necessarily participate, but um, we've been getting really good feedback in terms of one, um, if they don't know about the project, they get really excited about it. And then through the new name which doesn't have downtown um it speaks to it bigger than san francisco as a regional project okay good
8: um and then the um the other thing too that i don't see in there and it's hard to say without a lot of details i understand that it talks about unlocking rail for the bay area which i think is a great tagline Um, but nowhere do we talk about a or bart or Amtrak, which really is the key, other key partners to unlocking that Bay Area stuff. What we're doing with with this project is kind of unlocking uh, rail into San Francisco, but in order to make it to the East Bay, you're either going to South through the peninsula, or you're gonna have to connect to BART um, in order to get over to the East Bay and connect with all the rail. So I didn't know how how we kind of include that as a region and make sure that people understand that they're as important to this regional effort um, as, as anything else. And then last but not least, I wondered how this has, to, how this, if you guys ever talked about the project that MTC is doing with wayfinding around our seamless Bay Area type of things where they have this you know, they're calling it Bay Bus, which I'm not sure I'm into that, but but they call it Bay Bus. So I don't know if this is gonna end up going in that area too with Bay Rail, and we're gonna kind of be integrated together so that we are talking about a regional transit system as one, not just one that goes into San Francisco. Um, So that's kind of just my concern when I see this. The the actual design, the portal is fine. I think I, I do like the picture and on a side note, One of your pictures in the slide, I think, is from O'Hare Airport um, with those lights. And if it's not, it's very similar to what we did with United Airlines at O'Hare Airport with the tunnel in between the two things. And I'll tell you, even after all these years, uh, I get excited going through that tunnel with all those lights and the music that they have. So it definitely resonates. Um, And if we do that at the TJPA, I think, at the Salesforce, I think that will be great because, like I said... It's been 30 years, I think, since they did that. Maybe even longer. I lose track of time, and it's still exciting to go through there and see what what that did. So it definitely brought a lot of excitement. So, but I, I just wondered about the whole Bay Area wayfinding and in in the the message through NTC for both rail and bus and just transfer, transit in general around the May, around the Bay Area. Thank
15: you. Sure. Um, Through the chair, can I respond? Okay, great. Thank you. Um, So for the taglines, we sifted through a lot. Um, We heard back from our focus groups that we had about 15. We got more from our IPMT. We presented to the ESC and talked through it. Um, Initially, we had transit in there, but we wanted to really ground the tagline to reflect the project. And so people kept getting confused um, when we were talking about rebranding. They thought we were rebranding the transit center. They thought we were rebranding... THE TUNNELS BELOW, They SO WE WANTED TO BE AS CONCRETE AS POSSIBLE IN TERMS OF WHAT IT'S ACTUALLY BRINGING, WHICH IS WE ARE UNLOCKING. Uh, WE use THE WORD CONNECTING. WE WANTED THAT, BUT CONNECTING SEEMS TO BE A WORD THAT EVERYBODY USES. THERE WAS ANOTHER WORD THAT CAME UP WHICH WAS ACCELERATING IN TERMS OF, BUT WE'RE NOT NECESSARILY ACCELERATING AS THE PROJECT. WE ARE KEY IN UNLOCKING BAY AREA. And state rail connections. And that's the part that gets back to what DTX is. We extend Caltrain from where it currently ends into um, the center, downtown core. Someone had requested that, or actually, different people have requested putting San Francisco back. But then again, it gets back to not a regional project. Um, and so we wanted to make sure we were intentional in that. And as you can imagine, having different taglines makes it difficult. We even Thought about potentially having multiple taglines, but then it may get confusing. So, again, going back to the project itself and what it's actually doing is unlocking Bay Area and state rail connections. Um, going back to your point about yes, it does connect to the Center that connects to nine other transit systems, which is part of the um, key messaging plan. We will have that as part of there because we already speak to all of that we're expanding the system um, or our transportation system through the Center in connecting to additional um, transit um, modes. Um, AND THEN RELATING TO WAYFINDING, WE CONTINUE TO um, PARTNER WITH MTC uh, IN THE REGIONAL WAYFINDING EFFORTS um, THROUGH JA Um, THEY MOST RECENTLY JUST GOT THEIR CONTRACT FOR THE NEXT FEW YEARS. Um, I DON'T KNOW WHERE THAT WILL BE, BUT I IMAGINE WE'LL BE COORDINATING ACCORDINGLY WITH THEM IN TERMS OF THE DETAILS OF THAT AND ENSURING THAT the portal or other bay area transit agencies as they continue to serve at the center will reflect the mtc's wayfinding efforts thank you
1: thank you lily thank you director shaw director tumlin
14: uh hi and lily thanks for the presentation your detailed explanation um i as i hope all of you know am no fan of Downtown Extension, let alone DTX. Those are terrible names for our project. So this is certainly better, but I'm not, it's, it's not really sitting with me on um, what you've come up with so far. And Lily, I think you defined the, the purpose pretty well, right? This project needs to do two really important things. One is it is the first phase of a rail line that connects all of California's largest cities. So this is a critical link in a statewide vision to tie the California economy together uh, in a way that um, makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, the other thing that it does is it brings all of the local Bay Area operators together in one place, allowing people to make their transfers to get anywhere in the region. So those are kind of two rather complicated ideas, um, and I absolutely agree that the most important purpose of this new name has to be to regionalize the name so that Everyone in the nine-county Bay Area sees that they benefit from this very expensive project that happens to be just in the city and county of San Francisco. Um, So I don't have anything better to offer you, of course, only to think about how does the name of this project relate to these larger ideas? Is there a way of connecting the idea of this really as phase one of a statewide linkage? is there a better way to say that it's not the portal as in, you know, you've arrived and now you're entering, but it's really serving as this this critical um, connective function. And I know it's difficult in the branding world because the words that we use to describe these functions are both overused and clumsy words. Connections is a terrible, it doesn't feel good in the mouth. It is overused. It's technical. Um, it's Latin-based. Everything is kind of wrong with that word itself. Um, but I do wonder if there is a way of thinking first about what the not this project itself is, but the larger project that it's going to take us probably fifty years to build. That this is a arguably the most important link in that larger project that really ties everything together. So, you know, it would be, you know, brainstorming, you know, tying together um, you know, I, I I also appreciate words that are positive in their own right rather than the opposite. So, unlocking is, you know, the unpart speaks to the, you know, the undoing of something bad. Um, tying together, or other words that frame the project in the positive, um, usually run better, I mean, at least in terms of corporate marketing. I don't know. So those are some kind of disjointed thoughts. Um, but I, I I think it is worth thinking through one additional round and thinking it through not just with... Um, Public, which I think is very important, because ultimately, the, this name is going to be what is necessary to deliver the two-thirds vote that we need to fund it. But also with the but but also vetting it with our funding partners, particularly at the state level, um, and that would include members of our state delegation um, as well as potentially federal delegation. I wish I could be more coherent or offer a better idea. Uh, this this may be the best that exists. IT'S JUST I FEEL LIKE IT'S NOT QUITE THERE.
1: THANK YOU, DIRECTOR Tumlin. LILY OR DARRELLIN, DID YOU HAVE ANY REFLECTIONS ON DIRECTOR
15: TUMBLIN'S COMMENTS? Um, CAN I uh, SPEAK? Uh, th- THANK YOU, CHAIR. I understand, Uh, Director Tumlin, we also had a similar reaction in terms of the portal and how it actually works and what it actually conveys, because when we started it, we wanted connection, we wanted transportation, but, and then we also wanted uh, linking as a tagline, going back to your point about unlocking. Um, You made a good point, which everyone has uh, also made a point of, is that those words are actually used so frequently, and we wanted to stay away from FROM THAT, AND AGAIN, GOING BACK TO MY POINT OF um, RISING ABOVE THE DIFFERENT NAMES AND TRANSIT LOGOS THAT'S FOUND THROUGHOUT THE AREA AND EVEN ACROSS THE COUNTRY. Um, INTERESTINGLY ENOUGH, WHEN WE WERE LOOKING AT THIS, uh, WE TALKED ABOUT um, what Link Union Station is. I don't know if you visited the site, but I visited their site and it says Link US. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. What does that mean? And so it piqued my interest. And so that's how we had proceeded with the, the portal. Um, in terms of the tagline, um, we had connecting, we had unlocking, we had rail connections, we also had accelerating. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from in terms of the unlocking, um, which is the opposite of the linking, when we didn't want to be with other projects um, to be, uh, what do you call it, coined with that as well. And so we we thought about those as well. And the portal served as we thought about the nine um, transit connections already found at the center and what's to come um, with rail connections, um, we thought that that would be a good uh, setup for that. Deryl I don't know if you had any additional comments to that.
3: Yes, um, um, thank you so much, Director Timlin, for your comments and we appreciate it because we thought about a lot of the same kinds of issues. And what we really wanted to convey is the uniqueness of what this project brings, and to connect people to the connection that it's making throughout the California. And I think it does it well. It's not maybe you know, everybody has an idea of what the right word might be. And oftentimes, we found that it was overused words, or words that were so far out that didn't connect anything and we really wanted people to feel like this was the opportunity to move, transport themselves to other places um, through San Francisco and we also wanted to um, think about the future and future writers um, and making it relevant to them. Um, The portal is a word that makes you instantly think about going somewhere else being transported to someplace else. And that's the idea that we wanted to convey with the look and the feel uh, and the tagline to then connect it to what is the purpose of the mark. Um, and we keep in mind that this is through the duration of the construction of the project, and also the idea of connecting people as they learn more about the benefits um, to the funding. So I we really felt like we went through all of those same very questions we, you know, looked across the world at other transit centers. Um, We looked locally, we looked throughout the United States, and we wanted to be unique enough, but not too far out. um, And really give people a sense of movement and opportunity.
1: Carolyn, thank you. Thank you. Other directors, thoughts, reactions? Director John-Baptiste.
11: Thanks, Chair G. Um, So I will start by saying I am very aware that this is not my area of expertise, and I would absolutely trust the feedback you've gotten through your rigorous process um, over my own anecdotal experience. From my perspective, I found the the name the portal a little... um, it, it just strikes me as, as somewhat masculine and aggressive, and maybe that's what we want it to be. We want it to be sort of, you know, the, uh, sort of standing out in that regard, but it didn't feel very inviting to me. Um, I do love the, the art that you've put together. The, I can't remember what this is called, the logo. I think the logo is terrific. I, I, I feel like that does convey to me sort of the sense of the, the sweep of this type of a project and, and really appreciated that. But I think the, the, the area where I had the biggest concern to be honest was in the tagline because it has so many different ideas that it's trying to convey at one time because it's unlocking and it's connecting and it's the state. And it's the Bay Area and it's rail. And while this is not my area of expertise, I'm pretty sure that with every modifier that we add, we muddy the message to a degree. And my hope was just that we might be able to condense that down to something that's both easier to say and easier to remember and sort of easier to convey the, the really specific power of the project. So, and again, unfortunately I, um, I don't have a suggestion to offer. I'm not sure that you would want my suggestions anyway, again, given this is not my area of expertise, but that was, I think, where I had the most pause with, with this set of, of ideas. Thank
2: you.
12: Thank you,
1: Director John-Baptiste. And all of us can offer ideas, so don't 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 hold back. <laughs> um, other directors? Director Galli, do you want to offer any reflections?
16: I feel like I may be biased since I was kind of in the conception. I didn't get the unveiling today. Um, uh, but I I think through the process, I I was kind of able to see it unfold. Um I'm still a little bit wary on the tagline myself. Um, and this today was actually the first time I saw the new this new tagline. Um, and I know it's gone through a number of different iterations and um, you know the concerns that Lily brought up around is it too referential to other projects and I think it it's it's hard uh it's a it's a hard task that they have uh, gone through and um and I think they've they presented something um bold um but I think I think the one suggestion that I heard around kind of betting it with some of um our a varied delegation, for example, might not be a bad idea, um, since we would certainly be wanting them to be um, advancing this uh, program um, for uh, federal funding and, and state funding, etc.
1: Thank you, Director Galley, and Vice Chair Bandelman, Any reflections or thoughts, reactions?
14: Oh, I feel so unqualified. (laughs) I I would, I would, I think, defer to the, um, to the observations of of our colleagues. Um, I, I, you know, I, I I'm not sure it's quite there, but I can't think of anything better as sort of the, sort of the problem. So I feel like I have nothing constructive to
10: contribute, and I feel bad about
14: that. Thank you for sharing
1: your thoughts and your candor. Appreciate it. Uh, yes.
13: Go ahead,
15: Lily. Oh, can can I comment? And, yes. and I forgot to mention that we did as, uh, well, actually, I mentioned it during my presentation, but we did hear from state and federal delegation and actually got really good feedback from speakers, uh, the speaker's office in terms of the portal and what it actually made sense um, that the, the project itself is allowing for the transporting of um, people and um, throughout the region and the, the state. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Lily. Um, I'll I'll add my two cents. Um, You know, I really appreciate all the hard work because this is not easy. And I, I think the words that several directors have used, I think it's almost there. I don't know if it's almost there because we're just reacting to it and haven't lived with it for more than a few days when the agenda was published versus, you know, you and the team have worked on it for almost two years. Um, It it just seems almost there. I mean, everything got the right ingredients, but I think we're just kind of reacting to it and kind of adjusting to it. And so uh, my question to the team is, given that this is the board's first time kind of reflection and sharing do we need to take an action today or would it be helpful to continue to next month so that we can kind of adjust to it and that then you and the team can kind of reflect on what the board has shared? There's a question.
17: So directors, if if I could, um, this is, uh, as you've heard, many months, years in the the making, we've included the public input process and the design process, um, but that does not mean we need to complete the final tagline um, here today. The timeline um, was really to take advantage of some upcoming milestones, and we are in the process of uh, merging and updating the two websites that relate to the center to uh, approaching the uh, milestone of entering engineering, both of which are about the February timeline. And we wanted to get your feedback and approval so that we could merge this with some of those upcoming announcements. So if the board uh, is amenable, we could uh, conclude the public input process. I'm hearing some some strong feedback in support of the logo itself um, and uh, some concern about the tagline, which uh, we can continue to develop and bring back to you at a subsequent meeting if that's uh, the wish of the board.
1: Before I ask the board, we do have at least one public comment Maybe you should take public comment before the board moves forward. I think that's correct. Did we? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Maybe two.
1: (laughs) Let's do that. Let's do public comment first.
2: All right. Great. We have a couple of members uh, wanting to comment before we let them. in uh, the first caller and we'll go ahead and um, note that we did have a support comment earlier from uh, Labor. Uh,
13: in relation to this item. Uh, Moderator, if you can let the first caller in. Thank you, directors. This is Roland. So I'm actually privileged because it's the third time I've seen this presentation. I think it's a great presentation. It did capture essentially the message we were trying to um, get across, but then I came stuck on, on, on the word portal. So what I did at the CAC, I circled back to Merriam-Webster to the definition of portal. There are five definitions. I'm going to focus on one, three, and five. Number one is a door entrance, especially a grand or imposing one. The term came in the 14th century when the po- portal was basically the hall to a city's rampart. That's how you got inside the city. I think what we took here, because we're in Silicon Valley, we looked at option five, which is a website serving as a guide or point of entry to the World Wide Web. And this is what happened here, is because we are Silicon Valley. But then I'm going to tell you about what the big sticking point is: is defi- def- definition number three, which is the approach or entrance to a bridge or a tunnel. People who know tunnels know what, the, what a what um, a portal is. And the issue we've got here is that we're basically going to go to Washington and say, please give us $5 million for a portal. And if you look at the proposal I made for the actual portal on 23rd Street, it's modeled after Crossrail's eastern portal, just east of Paddington. That portal costs $40 million. That's going to be a big issue moving forward. But in closing, I believe that Director Tamlin, Pretty much is on the right track. I think that the answer has to incorporate a link somewhere because this is what it is. It's a link, to the, the, it's a link to the rest of the area. So maybe a link the area, Bay area link, link BA, area link, you know, something along this line, but incorporate the word link instead of portal. Thank you.
2: Your next caller.
18: Uh, Hello, my name is Mike Rieger. I am the Deputy Director of the East Cut Community Benefit District. Um, As you are probably aware, the Transit Center is within the East Cut uh, Community Benefit District boundary, Um, and we are an organization that reaches out, obviously, to the community that lives, works, and visits the area. Um, And so we do have a pulse on a lot of uh, what the community wants um, and needs. And we are obviously an advocate for high speed rail. Uh, and because of that, I was a participant in the focus groups that first reviewed the portal presentation. Uh, I can tell you that um, personally, I am an advocate uh, for this new branding. I think that, um, you know, regardless of what the ultimate opinions are on the portal itself, it is something that is simple and easy to convey to the community, which is something that the Community Benefit District is certainly looking for in terms of uh, communicating what the project is, uh, as opposed to DTX. Um, We do feel that the simplicity of the portal is going to be something that is easily explained to the community. Um, And secondly, in the focus group aspect, I think a lot of uh, the other members of the public had sort of referenced that um, maybe they felt like this name Uh, was not indicative of the overall transit center um, and did not explain to the wide mass audience um, what the transit center provides. And, you know, I had to take a step back and realize that the portal naming is really meant to describe this construction project that is occurring um, that is going to link the whole of high-speed rail to downtown San Francisco and the East Cut. Um, And so, you know, when you look at the project um, in terms of tunneling under 2nd Street from uh, the 4th Street Station, um, seeing that as a portal, it made a lot of sense to me personally. And uh, I do feel like this is a nice, simple branding exercise that will convey the essence of the project. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Next caller. Go ahead, next caller.
19: Hi, this is Jim Patrick, Patrick and Company. Uh, several comments. Uh, the unlocking, it's. Uh, I agree with the gentleman uh, who was talking. Uh, what about locking Bay Area and state rail transportation? It's almost the opposite. Uh, number two, uh, the O in the portal is a perfect circle, and I'm sure I'm not sure that's the right type of construction. Uh, That circle should come up a a little bit above the baseline and a little bit below the baseline of the typesetting in order to look right. And it doesn't look right. It looks like a circle dropped in there. Uh, Maybe that's the meaning, but uh, anyway, I just don't think it's constructed properly. Uh, So that's my thought. Thank you. It
2: looks like that members of the public that wanted to comment on this
1: item. Thank you, Neela. Directors, any preferences of moving forward? What would you like to do? <laughs> would you like to kind of think about this for a, a little bit and have it come back for action um, and give Lily and the team time to reflect on the board's comments and if they want to make any adjustments or do we want to
14: act? Uh, chair and uh, staff, I'm assuming we have some time if we wanted to noodle around a little bit further. I'm sure you're, you've are you reached the end of your consultant budget and there's probably not a huge amount of additional effort that can be done, but maybe a little bit of noodling might be wise. I, I can also offer just in my Fifteen minutes ruminating on this topic, that there's a word that was overused in our industry in the 19th century that isn't as well used these days, and those are words like "union" and "unite," you know, referencing the union stations of the 19th century. Um, and I will just put out there a potential tagline that would be "Uniting the Bay, Connecting California," to simplify part of that message. Um, And would also want to think about ways in which the project name could reference, could hint at future phases. So I was thinking about South Portal, but that, of course, gets confusing with other San Francisco place names. Uh, (laughs) is like, yeah, yeah, we've we've, we've been through all these uh, before. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, Those are my thoughts. Thank you. Thank you, director Tomlin. <clears throat> so Adam and
1: Lily and Darlene, can we continue this item to let's like, say October, November, to give the team some time to kind of reflect, give the board time to reflect and, and think and, and share any other ideas that may come to, to our mind.
17: We certainly have that budget flexibility, Chair G, and we can bring this back to you at the October meeting with uh, a tagline um, some, a tagline or two to consider um, and give you the chance to kind of noodle through what's been presented here
9: today.
1: Thank you to our general counsel. Do we need a motion to do that or can I just get nods, head nods and say, let's continue the item to next month?
16: I think head nods are adequate here to continue the
2: item to next month.
1: Sounds like, looks like we have a consensus to continue to next
0: month.
2: And
1: again, Lillian and Darren, this is not a reflection of you know, not hard work. You guys worked really hard for a long period of time. We just want to make sure we get it right and are, we are comfortable. So thank you.
2: And I'll go ahead and note for um, any visually impaired that might be listening in that um, all of the directors that I can see are head nodding in the agreement to continue it um, with the exception of Mandelman
3: that um, I can't see. So there
1: you. He He's nodding, very good.
3: <laughs> I just wanted to just say thank you for your feedback. Because it's very helpful to hear your perspective on um, the tag, uh, as well as the name. And um, we just wanted to note that they were valuable and um, meaningful input. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Neela, I think we can go on now, switch gears into something a little different, uh, governance.
2: Yeah at uh, item 11, it's the uh, approving the downtown rail extension governance study recommendations as supported by the Executive Steering Committee under the terms of the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program MOU and Alfonso Rodriguez uh, along with Jesse Kaler, SFCTA, Rail Program Manager will present.
0: Thank you. Um, uh, First in a moment, before I turn it over to Jesse to present the item and walk us through the recommendations, I'd I'd like to... um, Thank the study team, uh, which was co led by the SFCTA and MTC for their work in an effective engagement with the uh, integrated project management team. There's been a number of productive, of productive discussions and conversations with each of the uh, Peninsula Rail Program agencies, and, and it really did help to shape the recommendations that you'll hear in a moment. So with that, I'll just turn it over to Jesse to walk us through the, um, the presentation and the
6: recommendations. Great, thank you, Project Director Rodriguez and good morning, Chair G and directors. Jesse Kaler, SFCTA. I am pleased to be here this morning to present on behalf of the joint MTC-SFCTA team for this study. And I do want to also add my thanks to the MTC team led by Stephen Wolf, uh, with whom we co-managed this effort as well as our excellent consultant team. I also want to express an echo thanks to the IPMT and to the ESC for their really active engagement on this topic as we've developed the work thus far. We were last before you on this topic in June of this year with a progress update, and this morning we are bringing forward a set of foundational recommendations for your review and direction. Next slide, please. While the board is well aware of our current governance arrangement, I thought it helpful to just start for the public's benefit in briefly summarizing it. In 2020, the six DTX partner agencies agreed to jointly deliver a work program for the project that is intended to bring DTX to a state of readiness for procurement. Our Peninsula Rail Program Memorandum of Understanding established our current governance structure, including the Executive Steering Committee, the IPMT, and the IPMT in order to guide and manage the work program identified in the MOU and to support the board in your oversight and decision-making. The formal term of that MOU is three years or until DTX is procurement ready with the ability to extend or modify that agreement through collective uh, agreement of the parties. As such, the MOU is due to sunset in mid-2023. This DTX governance study is among the key tasks identified in the MOU's work program with an overall purpose to consider the institutional arrangement for the project delivery phases of DTX encompassing the procurement and construction of the project. The box on the lower half of this slide summarizes the subtasks for the study as described in the MOU work plan. Next slide, please. In order to deliver on the MOU work plan's mandate and to coordinate the study with related activities, we are developing the governance approach in two steps as shown on the top of this slide. This morning, we are bringing forward 10 recommendations which describe a broad framework for governance of DTX in phases to come. Subject to your guidance this morning, we will then continue to develop the more detailed requirements and approach for governance, including through the development of a governance blueprint, which will be drafted over the remainder of the calendar year for subsequent review and refinement. In parallel, there are a number of activities, several of them already underway, that will serve to implement the governance arrangement for procurement and construction of the project, as shown on the lower half of this slide. These include development of the package of program management plans, as shown in red, which will be provided to the FTA as part of the February 2023 submittal to enter engineering, with this set of management plans updated for subsequent submittals. Additionally, TJPA has initiated negotiation of key intergovernmental agreements for the project, including with both Caltrain and the city and county, as shown in light blue, These and other third-party agreements for the project are to be in place prior to the August 2023 request to FTA for a New Starts grant. The governance studies recommendations and the upcoming governance blueprint are intended to inform these related activities, including to guide the development of a successor document to the current MOU. Next slide, please. This slide recaps the goals and objectives for governance of DTX which were reviewed with the board in our June presentation. Goals include delivering the project on schedule and within budget and in a manner that builds the competency of the region to effectively deliver on large rail investments. The more specific objectives reflect considerations such as representation of partners, timeliness of decision-making, oversight, and transparency. Next slide, please. The goals and objectives on the previous slide are relatively broad in nature. In order to more clearly guide DTX specific recommendations, the governance study team distilled the key requirements for governance of the project into four essential elements that generally reflect the context for DTX as a large high-risk megaproject being pursued in our complex multi-agency environment and in a city and a region with a mixed recent record with respect to megaproject delivery. These four essential elements can be thought of as the must-haves for any recommended approach. Specifically, first, that the governance framework support the board in policy-level decision-making. Second, that it enable efficient and informed management-level direction of the project. Third, that it ensure effective project control, review, and oversight. And fourth, that the governance approach facilitate the productive involvement of key agency partners in order to provide for unified direction of the project team and the ability to actively and responsibly manage project challenges and risks. In this context, as well as in the context of next year's sunset of the current MOU, our recommendations today focus in large part on matters related to the broad organization and coordination of DTX agencies, as well as with respect to best practice governance functions for rail mega projects. Next slide, please. In the context of a large capital project, the term governance refers broadly to the organizational oversight and decision-making framework that directs and manages the project's scope, schedule, budget, risks, and change. Functionally, the governance approach for DTX should enable functions in three broad and related buckets as shown on this diagram. At the top of the slide is policy-level decision-making and direction for the project, including with respect to scope, budget, and outcomes. At lower left is technical and commercial management, which reflects day-to-day management of project delivery, including functions such as procurement management, construction management, coordination of agency activities and obligations, and interface management across contracts. Finally, at lower right is project control and oversight with functions that serve to actively monitor and scrutinize execution and deliver information to decision makers. You will see this framework in the balance of the presentation as a means of wayfinding for the functional focus of our specific recommendations. Next slide, please. As I mentioned, we have 10 recommendations this morning. The first is with respect to the overall institutional arrangement for the project. Second, are four primary recommendations, which generally are other top line recommendations that reflect the specific context for DTX. Finally, are five supporting recommendations, which are intended to enable the overall approach and which include reflection of key best practices for project delivery. Next slide, please. Our first recommendation was previewed in our June presentation to the board. This recommendation is to confirm the TJPA as the lead agency for procurement and construction of the project and to continue to build the capacity of TJPA and its partners to undertake delivery. This recommendation and the board's consideration of it serve to satisfy task number 19 of the peninsula rail MOU, which calls for the TJPA board to identify the lead agency for construction of the project. As presented in June, the TJPA has the existing legal authority for project delivery and has the ability to continue to develop capacity to lead DTX, working in cooperation with its partners and consistent with the approach described in the remainder of today's presentation. Next slide, please. You go to the next slide, Jason. There we go. Back one, please, Jason. Thanks. This slide presents the study's four primary recommendations. These recommendations are more fully described in the slides to come, so I will not read them out here. Next slide, please. The first of the primary recommendations is to utilize a collaborative and integrated management approach for project delivery including through the formation of a core project management team with representation from key partner agencies with a direct role or a major stake in project delivery. This integrated management team, or IMT, would be convened and led by the project director and would actively participate in the management level direction of the project. Work ahead in the coming months through the governance blueprint and ultimately through intergovernmental agreements and a successor to the current MOU will develop and further specify the detailed mandate of the IPM of the IMT its composition and reporting lines. Next slide please. Recommendation number three is that the TJPA board be supported through the continued presence of a transparent venue for the development and review of policy level matters advancing to the board. This role has been provided for the past two years by the ESC. During the current project development phase in which there has been a fast pace of policy related matters required for decision on the project. As the project moves forward into procurement final design and construction, the pace of these policy decisions will generally tend to slow. However, particularly during the upcoming pre procurement procurement and pre construction phases, there will continue to be significant policy decisions, including those that may materially trade off scope cost and risk or which have multi party impact. This is especially true under the progressive and collaborative procurement approach that has been selected for the project through the progressive design build and CMGC mechanisms. This recommendation could be implemented through a continuation of the ESC with an updated work program and an adjusted pace of meetings, such as quarterly. An alternative approach to implement this recommendation would be to form a committee of this board to serve this role. Next slide, please. Recommendation number four is that the project's progression be organized around a sequence of stage gates. In our June presentation, we presented a draft stage gate framework. In advance of each stage gate, a review of the project would be performed in order to ensure that required precedent activities are complete and that the project is ready to proceed with the phase to come. In addition, recommendation four identifies the continuing need for periodic independent review of the project in order to provide for third party advice to management and to the board. Such reviews could be incorporated into the stage gate process as well as being undertaken as other circumstances may require. Next slide, please. This slide presents the five supporting or enabling recommendations, which round out the set of 10 recommendations before you this morning. Recommendation six is that the project is that project leadership staff, specifically the TJPA executive director and the DTX project director, be empowered through delegated authorities that generally push decision-making and accountability down to the lowest appropriate level, with this delegation enabled through accompanying processes for, for consultation, review, and oversight. Recommendation seven is to utilize a structured process for the management and oversight of project configuration and change, including the use of a change management body with membership from relevant and agreed parties, including funding agencies. Recommendation eight is to deploy risk management at all levels of project management and oversight. Recommendation nine is to prepare regular project reporting that provides timely and actionable information for decision-making at multiple levels. And finally, recommendation 10 is to develop the project delivery team, including TJPA staff, consultants, and resources from key partner agencies, as well as to pursue project partnering methods as a structured discipline to strengthen collaboration across this team and with the project's construction contractors. Next slide, please. This slide depicts the broad organization of this morning's recommendations for structuring delivery phase governance. Ultimately, fully capturing a governance and management approach requires more than the two dimensions a screen can provide. But with that proviso, I will highlight a few elements of this diagram. In light blue are three vertical boxes reflecting authority on the project flowing from the TJPA board to the TJPA executive director and to the project director. In the middle of the diagram is the integrated management team described in recommendation number two. The IMT consists of both the DTX project director who would convene this group, along with sufficiently dedicated personnel from a subset of DTX partner agencies, including at minimum representation from Caltrain and from San Francisco. I will note here that the IMT role is, is somewhat functionally different from the current IPMT. The delivery phase IMT would be a smaller group that is actively supporting day-to-day management of the project, with this group not driven solely by a monthly or bi-weekly cadence of meetings. The IMT is intended to provide a venue for problem-solving and aligned direction and action, given that multiple parties and multiple agencies must act in concert for the project to be successful. The broader coordination input and review functions of the existing IPMT, while not shown on this diagram. Could be continued and accommodated as appropriate during the delivery phase. Finally, moving to the right half of this slide, there are two decision process and decision or decision review bodies. At top right is the policy review body described in recommendation number three, whether this reflects a future iteration of the ESC or an alternative approach, with this body providing for review of DTX policy matters advancing to this board. At middle right is a configuration and change management body which would be a governance body with a role to review, recommend, and authorize scope and configuration changes at varying levels with with representation from partner agencies. Finally, on this slide, I will note that if the elements of this diagram are thought of as representing the bricks of a governance structure, the mortar can be thought of as including equally important elements, such as the mindsets of collaboration and the relationships of trust and candor that are critical ingredients to the success of any structure and to any set of formal reporting lines. Next slide, please. As noted near the start of this presentation, our recommendations this morning are intended to guide further work in a number of areas with a set of future deliverables that will be brought forward for review and decision-making as needed. The governance blueprint will pick up from today's broad recommendations and your guidance in order to provide more detailed definition of delivery phase governance This is planned to consist of a number of elements, including the delineation of expected policy level decisions in future phases, further development of the governance structure organizational design, preparation of the detailed framework for delegated authorities in conjunction with processes for configuration and change management, additional definition of the stage gate process and framework, and the coordination of these elements with agreements already under development and with the project delivery roadmap for project procurement that is also being developed in parallel. The team plans to bring to prepare a draft of the blueprint over the balance of the current calendar year in coordination with those activities shown on the lower half of this slide, including the program management plan process, funding approval actions by funding agencies, and continued development of the bilateral agreements with Caltrain and the city and county. I will note that the process to develop bilateral agreements is generally taking the approach of first developing key terms through the first part of 2023 in order to permit completion of those agreements prior to the August 2023 timeline. In a similar fashion, the blueprint will serve to define a set of key terms for a successor to the current MOU, which as noted earlier, will sunset in the middle of next calendar year. Next slide, please. That concludes my remarks for this morning. Our 10 recommendations are repeated for you and the public on this slide and the next. Next slide, please. And with that, we look forward to the board's discussion and guidance. And of course, I'm here to address questions from board members. Thank you.
1: Jesse, thank you very much for that very detailed presentation. Alfonso and the entire team. I would like to call on Director Tumlin for his reactions or comments. I know he has another commitment. He has to leave shortly um, if he's still with us. Director Tumlin.
14: Uh, I am here And I'm back on video. Um, So, uh, Jesse, thank you so much for this very thoughtful work. Um, At this time, I don't have any comments. I feel like you have looked at all of the issues in great detail, and I feel like this is a solid structure uh, to begin our transition.
1: Thank you, Director Tumlin, for letting me call on you first. I just know you have another important commitment coming up, so thank you. Other directors, thoughts, reflections, comments, and our executive director also do you have thoughts too. So Director John Baptiste.
11: Thanks, um, I I want to commend the team for the incredible work putting this together. Again, I you know I talked about this earlier, but the ESC has been covering some really complex topics, and this of course is one of them. So thank you for that. I had Um, maybe a couple of questions and a comment. And, and one is I, you know, I was reflecting on the idea of this body sitting in sort of that policy decision-making capacity and recognizing that this body is representative of so many of the different interests and stakeholders who are touched by this project. And so from that standpoint, I think that this is a good place for that type of decision making to happen because you have the representation um, in the form of the, of the different representatives here on the TJPA board. Um, in terms of the, the stage gating, I think the stage gating is really important. I also feel that um, as, a, as an organization and as a board whose mission is to deliver this project, our inclination as a body may be to want to see the project continue at every sort of point and turn. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you're thinking about bringing in maybe some independent review in the stage gating process, something that allows us to really have a moment to think, critically about whether the right thing is to kind of keep with the momentum or take a step back at those moments where we need to make decisions. I'm also hoping you can talk a little bit about how the stage gating um, construction that you're considering for this effort links up or is related to the work that mtc is doing on creating sort of a stage gating process for major projects and maybe that's to be determined i know everything's sort of under construction as we speak Um, and then the other thing and then i'll close is i in perhaps in when we're starting to look at the blueprint or the operationalizing plans for this i think it'd be helpful to understand in more detail how the agencies and particularly TJPA are going to start to build up the the project delivery capacity that we know is going to be needed and a, a bit more of a specific um treatment on that would be helpful so thank you.
6: Thanks for those uh comments Dr. John Baptiste and I can briefly respond to the chair on a few points from my perspective uh I think it's very exciting for us to be thinking actually about the, the details of how stage gating could work on a project like this here in the Bay Area. And while certainly I, from my experience in Canada, stage gating is, is just sort of state of practice, uh, while it's often uh, identified in the Bay Area through uh, processes like MTC, I think this would be an opportunity for us to really demonstrate some regional leadership uh, with respect to to stage gating and thinking about uh, how those decisions would be brought forward, and certainly the ESC in their guidance to the team and the IPMT raised the issue of a need for some independent advice in conjunction with those stage gates to ensure that that there is a, a thoughtful assessment of readiness to advance into successive phases. And it certainly is um, uh, in in our context there will be there will be a the an imperative to, to keep the project momentum going. Uh, at the same time, other agencies have uh, frequently encountered significant problems on projects where they actually haven't been ready to advance into success, successive phases, whether that is with respect to activities such as right of way or with respect to capacity or funding. There's any number of areas uh, that that once you've moved into a next phase and are perhaps carrying large obligations with contractors or or other, encountering other risks, where it's really important to take the time to be thoughtful at those uh, decision milestones. So in the work ahead, to your point, to develop the more detailed blueprint, those are some of the considerations that we will be seeking to build in, uh, both to reflect our our unique context for this project and try to, to also draw in some learning from experience here and best practice elsewhere.
1: Thank you for that, Jesse. Maybe Adam or Alonzo are together
17: about our capacity building. Yeah, I think uh, as Jesse mentioned through the chair, it is exciting to be getting to this point. We've gotten through a lot of technical analyses. Uh, We're approaching uh, some major milestones with the FDA, and it is exciting to start thinking about uh, entering the pre-construction and procurement phases of delivering this uh, DTX or its future name. Uh, in the very near term. So I want to echo the sentiments already um, expressed uh, regarding the project team. They've been uh, very diligent in their uh, review and analyses to develop the 10 recommendations before you today and the the framework um, for consideration and have been uh, uh, very iterative in their response to comments at the IPMT and the ESC and with the various partner agencies. So um, I I think there's... uh, it's worth underscoring that we will be returning to this board um, sometime next year with the detailed governance blueprint. There is plenty of work to do there regarding membership cadence, uh, delegated authorities. Um, but we, as a TJPA, uh, have increased our staff up to about 20 today and uh, continue to seek uh, a couple of key conditions around project controls, uh, reporting to our both our uh forthcoming CFO and our project director, um, and then are getting now into the details of which staff uh, makes sense as TJPA staff and which would be seconded through consultants to deliver the capacity that we need, um, for the upcoming period of construction. So,
0: uh, with that, maybe Alfonso, you may want to add a little bit of detail to that last point. Sure. I mean, I think it is obvious that we need to, um, develop and and share with you through this implementation plan the um our staffing plan so um one area that we look to bolster our our, our resources is, includes our agency partners you know I mean this integrated project delivery team that we envision um is just that it, it's it's especially in San Francisco where it's vital to be aligned with all the agencies having jurisdiction to build something like DTX in a city um, we are looking to truly develop an integrated project delivery team. So that's not such a subtle difference between the IMT and the IPMT that you saw in the presentation. We are looking for those on the IMT to give commitment and and bring advocacy and and the resources from their agency. So I know that's outside the core team. We definitely need to develop the core team, but I I am grateful that that the study identifies the need to to have an integrated management team, especially in a jurisdiction like this.
1: Very good, thank you. Other directors, and again, I would encourage directors to share your feedback and thoughts um, so that we can move forward. Vice Chair Mandelman.
14: Yeah, I don't um, have uh, questions or direction for changes I just wanted to express my thanks um, to Jesse and the teams at um, the TA and TJPA for thinking this stuff through and coming up with recommendations that seem to me to um, you know point us in a good direction and lay out a framework for getting this done in a, in a good way. Thanks everybody.
1: Thank you Vice Chair Mandelman, Director Shaw.
8: Thank you. Yeah, and I agree, this is a really good presentation uh, that you guys gave, very detailed, very thought out. Um, one question I have as has been mentioned is that these partnerships are gonna be really key to making this happen in these MOUs uh, that we put together. And and I just wondered, what is your process or plan for evaluating how the work is going on these MOUs? So you've got an MOU that, you know, is great that signed that everybody's supposed to do a b and c but how do you evaluate whether that's actually being done and then what what you can do uh, or how we are how you're going to address if there are some needs or mitigating things that need to be put in place to make sure that uh, everything is going as expected
0: Jesse I can start with that one um uh, remember Shaw. when you say MOUs are you referring to that part of the presentation that talked about the multi-agency MOUs that okay um well there I in those MOUs there are processes for for evaluation and escalation and and review like you say so it it is fundamental to a, a, a MOUs such as those that we require to stop pause assess and and redirect if required so We are incorporating those in in the um, agencies having jurisdiction, MOUs with the agencies having jurisdiction, in addition to our operator, our our initial operator. Um, Another thing I want to point out, too, is that we will, with those MOUs come budgets. So we do have an opportunity to review on an annual basis the budget, um, our performance against those budgets with those agencies having jurisdiction.
16: Thank
1: you. Thank you, Director Shaw. Director Galley, did you have any thoughts or questions or reflections?
16: Yeah, thank you, Chair G. Um, I I wanted to bring up something that I know Boris had brought up um, at the ESC regarding um, uh, a kind of a joint risk committee. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about how um, you see that kind of framing up over uh, as this becomes more refined um, and more detail is given to the structure um, and what you see uh, could be done for that going forward. You
6: want to start, uh, Alfonso? Um,
0: well. I'll explain what we've got as a baseline. And Jesse, maybe if you can kind of add to where the the study might head in that direction. I mean, clearly a a project of our size and as required by the FTA has a risk management plan. And the risk management plan identifies how we identify, trend, and manage risk um, throughout the various phases of project development. I think what you're describing is something a little different that's outside of that fundamental construct that I described, and Jesse, if you want to address that,
6: that component. Sure. Uh, thanks, uh, Alfonso. and thanks for the question, Director Galley. With respect to risk management and review committees, if, if I recall the discussion at ESC last month, uh, a, a fair part of it was ensuring that there are ways to balance the sort of natural optimism of the project team with, 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 uh, with some independent advice and review, particularly with respect to risks and the approach that the team and the the delivery infrastructure is taking to address them. And so I think there are any number of ways to accommodate that. And there are already through the existing risk management process that Alfonso noted uh, a a process that does draw in uh, some independent expertise through the quarterly process and, and the ongoing risk management process. And I think the broad framework that's before you today uh, while we have, have directly acknowledged some of the key considerations for decision making around issues like change and configuration, risk is also really important and we will be wanting to uh, illustrate in the blueprint and then in the more detailed uh, organizational structure and management plans how we bring in both the, uh, embed sort of risk management from a culture perspective on all pieces of the team as well as have a sort of structured formal process that involves independent review uh, through, a, through that risk process as well.
16: Thanks, Jesse. And I just want to say I've seen a lot of the work that went into this throughout and um, just thank you for all the hard work on it and um, uh, for really an iterative process.
1: Thank you, Director Galley. Um, Before we get to public comment, I'll just add my couple thoughts. And again, Jesse, Alfonso, and everybody involved, thank you for all the hard work. This This is a There's a lot of work, a lot of conversations, a lot of thought and strategy has gone into this. It's a great piece of work. Um, If the board approves to move forward, there's a lot more work to come um, because of all those other boxes you showed in the the later slide. And as you dive into those boxes, some of the thoughts that cross my mind are, are some of the themes that some of the directors have shared. So with regard to stage gating and and the concept there, one of the challenges of these major projects is that it's not easy to say no. Um, With the multiple partners, multiple fund streams, it is really, really hard to say, no, let's not proceed into the next stage of the project. We'll lose our funding. We'll be off schedule. We'll be off funding cycle. Things don't line up. So as you dive into that next level of work, I, I asked the team to think about how do we say no? Because it's not easy to. You know, here's a $5 billion project. It's at this phase or at this gate. we got to move forward. But doing the right thing, maybe sometimes saying no, we need to do more work before we move. And it's not easy. So maybe some thought about how we create a culture that is able to say no uh, for the right reasons. Um, When we talk about the IMT, you know, what comes to mind when I heard your presentation is probably the big room where everybody's there and you don't have to schedule a virtual team meeting. You just walk over to the next desk or, or whatever computer and say, what about this? How do we deal with that? And so again, this is all the granular level of some of those boxes you're talking about. The the other concern I have is that as you map this out from a, you map this out from a time standpoint also, um, you know this is a major project with a lot of dollars that are going to be spent pretty quickly, and as a board we have oversight responsibility. But also, <clears throat> if we can map a process, whether it's an ad hoc committee of the board or some other subcommittee or some other thing. THAT IF THERE IS A CHANGE THAT NEEDS TO OCCUR, THAT ENOUGH TRANSPARENCY INTO THAT CHANGE FOR THE PUBLIC CAN BE SEEN AND THAT WE DON'T HAVE TO WAIT TO ANOTHER BOARD MEETING TO FORMALIZE IT. THAT THERE'S A MECHANISM TO MAKE TIMELY OVERSIGHT DECISIONS SO THAT THE PROJECT IS MOVING QUICKLY. IT SHOULD NOT TAKE THREE TO SIX MONTHS TO APPROVE A CHANGE ORDER. Um, YOU KNOW, THERE SHOULD BE SOME MECHANISM. AND SO HOW YOU MAP THAT OUT, will not only attract quality contractors, lower bid costs, and again, give transparency and oversight, proper oversight by the board. But again, that's at the lower detail in those other boxes that you have shown on those slides. So those are my thoughts and reactions, but great work. Very, very good work. Um, public comment, Neil. I think we have somebody or somebody's.
2: Yep, we have at least one member
13: of the public wanting to comment. Moderator, you let them in. Thank you, uh, directors. Uh, I'm essentially going to be echoing um, uh, Chair G's uh, comment um, about the transparent venue, uh, specifically the, the future role of uh, DSC who needs to transition from a policy review body to a project um monitoring and audit including risk management uh a committee uh which is going to be getting into much deeper into the project that this board um, ever would and i'm gonna um, quote you a perfectly good example it's something that the high-speed rail authority puts into place i think starting eight years ago when the project was basically getting completely out of control And uh, board member uh, Michael Rossi um, introduced a whole bunch of uh, metrics and reports that made it easy to monitor on a monthly basis where the the project uh, was was going. Um, So this um, meeting is known as the Finance and Audit Committee Meeting. So you can look it up on the authority's website. And if I have time, I'll show you. Uh, um, what's in there, uh, last month, Um, it is held immediately before the board meeting. So if the board meeting, let's say, is at 10 o'clock, the finance and audit will be at 8.30 in the morning. And then at the tail end of the uh, the, uh, the board meeting, they report on any uh, significant items or issues um, that that were discussed um, uh, during the uh, audit committee meeting. Uh, So that's my recommendation to you looking forward. I've already recommended that Brian uh, Ennis, who is the authority CFO, uh, present to the uh, uh, TJPA, at least at the um, ESE level. And failing that, I highly recommend uh, that you reach out to Michael Rossi if he's available. I don't know uh, whether he's retired, uh, but he's no longer on the authority's board. Thank you.
2: That concludes members of the public that wanted to address under that item.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Nila. Directors, this is an item for action. Before we do that, Jesse and Alfonso, any reflections on the board's comments?
0: Um, no, I, I do appreciate the input, feedback, and, and, of course, support for the direction that this um, series of recommendations
6: are heading. Likewise, thanks.
1: Thank you. Directors.
11: Motion to sure. approve, Shaw.
1: Thank you. Director Shaw, is there a second? Second,
11: John Baptiste.
1: Thank you, Director John Baptiste. Roll call vote, please.
11: All right, with that, Director Galley?
2: Aye. Galley, aye. Director John Baptiste? Aye. Baptiste, aye. Director Shaw? Aye. Shaw, aye. I'll go ahead and know that someone had to leave and he will be absent for this Roll we'll call vote to Vice Chair Mandelman.
8: Aye.
2: Mandelman, aye. And Chair G? Yes. Chair G, As Well, that's five ayes. And item 11 is approved.
1: Thank you, everybody, for all the hard work today. There's a lot of stuff, a couple years of hard work, a lot of committees, a lot of outreach, a lot of detail. Thank you. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and everyone's to be complimented, and my gratitude and the director's gratitudes. I believe that concludes our business for the day. Hopefully, it's a little cooler. I'm in Long Beach today, so it's still in the 90s down here and forecasting rain for the weekend. <clears throat> so, hopefully, some of that rain can make it north of San Francisco. But um, thank you, everybody, for your time. I would like to adjourn the meeting today and look forward to seeing everybody in person in October. Till then, be well. Take care, everyone. Thank you.
11: Thanks, everybody.
1: Meeting adjourned.